Conversation now with uh, the CEO of Lindustry, Everett Sands, about a new study which reveals that more than one-third of Americans say they are carrying their highest level of debt ever or close to it. Everett Sands, good to have you back on the program, sir. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How's it going? I'm doing well, man. Good to have you back. Um, let me jump right in and make the most of the time that we have here. Um, on, on the one hand, um, I suspect I wasn't... Uh, wasn't that surprised or shocked uh, by this new data um, about how much debt Amer- <laughs> Americans are carrying. Um, so, again, yeah. it, it, it didn't blow me away on the one hand. On the other hand, it is it is pretty arresting um, to consider uh, that so many of us are carrying, as I said, the highest level of debt ever in our lives. How, how, how do you read that? And we'll, we'll jump from there. Yeah, so, Tavis, I mean, I think it, I think as we're talking to your audience and as we're kind of thinking this through, I think it really comes down to two parts. One is, is it good debt? And the other is, are we managing the debt correctly? Right. I think there's a lot of reasons why we might have debt. Uh, you know, it could be anything from it was, it was better to take out the credit card, assuming it was 0% interest versus something else. Uh, maybe it was used on something we were going to make money on. So maybe that maybe it's a strategic purchase. Obviously, we've got the bad things out there, you know, maybe some some excessive shopping or living and things that we shouldn't have done. But on the flip side, you know, maybe it's for a vacation and we need to have good mental health. But I think the thing that you and I can do is we can make sure we give them some pointers um, first on kind of making sure they're managing their credit report correctly and they understand kind of how debt and credit cards specifically affect the credit report. And I think the second thing we can do is we can give them some strategies on how to how they should be handling that debt. If that's all right with you. Sure. Let me let me start with this though before we move into that. Um, you gave. Yeah, you gave a partial answer to this question already, but let me let me get a little bit more uh, yeah. detailed in my sure. in my press. Um, when you say good debt, uh, how do you, yeah. uh, as as an individual, uh, as one in this industry, as as a lender, um, how does Everett K. Sands define good debt for himself? Because whatever works for you, I'm sure work for the rest of us. So, how, how, <laughs> what, what's what's good debt? What's good debt mean to you? Yeah, so there's three ways to look at debt. One is, uh, am I taking out this debt? to invest in something that's going to pay me a higher return than the debt, right? So an example, the most common example is you buy a piece of property and you have renters paying you back uh, through their rental payments and and the mortgage debt that you take, which, by the way, could also be credit card debt technically. Um, But the debt that you take out is at a cheaper cost than what the rents are that you're receiving, right? So that's one. Two, um, you were in an arrangement in which you had a higher cost debt or a higher interest rate, and, the, and you got something that was a lower interest rate. Mm-hmm. That's what we call reverse savings. You put yourself into a saving position just by having a lower interest rate. So that's that's the second part of good debt. And then the third would be that you are um, somewhat maneuvering or you're trying to take on debt in an effort to get to something else down the road. And you see that a lot of times when you see get a credit card for your kids, build up your credit, et cetera. You just have to know the strategy of how to handle debt. And so an example of that strategy is in the U.S., no one can charge you interest in the first 30 days, no matter what. So, you know, did I take on debt when I went and bought something? Yes, but I plan to pay it off in 30 days. So I, so is it is it am I truly being charged interest on it? Mm-hmm. And if I pay it off in 30 days, that answer is no. 
Yeah. Um, I take that, and I appreciate the answer. Before we get to um, the, the credit issue, which you uh, are going to unpack for us, and yeah. how, to, how to manage the debt and how to, uh, how to make sure we are on top of these credit reports, uh, I've been in any number of conversations over the course of my career about what I'm about to ask you mm-hmm. now, and everybody has a different perspective on it. I want to hear yours. On balance, are, sure. cre- are credit cards good things or bad things? I think credit cards are good things if they're managed correctly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, you know, that's what I, I think we got to make sure that everybody's managing them correctly. Because we live in the United States of America. You've said this many times. We all know that this is a capitalistic country. So to be absent of debt means you're not playing the game. Not playing the game generally has other repercussions for you. Mm-hmm. So you're going to pay one way or the other. You just have to understand how to, how to manage the, correctly, the credit correctly. Okay. I tend to think of it like video games, right? Pico is just a video game. You, you can insert new a different game here, um, name of game here, but it's the same thing. It's just a computer game. Mm. All right, let's talk about how to play that computer game and play it well. Very good, very good. So the the first thing I always tell people is to understand what is the biggest thing on that on FICO, which is payment history. Thirty five percent of the court score is payment history. So make sure if nothing else you pay the minimum. Obviously we'd love for you to pay the minimum, but make sure you play the game well. I think the second thing, which really gets to the heart of your question is what are we being charged on that credit card or what are we being charged on that debt? Mm-hmm. And so what we have to understand is how the computer game works. And remember, it is a computer, which means there's no emotions or anything like that. Like you'll have people that say, oh, I took out these student loans because I'm going to get this advanced degree. And and then they defer the payments, right? So they, they take out a $25,000 student loan, they get the advanced degree, and then they walk out with $35,000 in, in student loan debt. The way the credit report looks at it is you started with 25, you now have 35. It's saying you're a bad customer. It doesn't know that you got a degree. It doesn't know that you think you're going to get a pay raise or a better job or anything. There's no emotions on it at all. It's mm-hmm. just you started at 25, you now have 35. So what's the best way to counteract that is with credit cards because credit cards are the things that you can constantly be increasing. So we advise clients that you should be increasing your credit cards at least twice per year. Every six months, you should pick up the phone and you should call them. Because let's say you have that credit card and you had a $10,000 um, you know, available credit and a $5,000 balance, so you have 50%. You call them and you say, look, I'd like my 10000 to go to 20000 And now you went from 50% to 25%. The computer doesn't know that you called yesterday and increased your credit card balance. It doesn't know whether or not you paid it down. It doesn't know anything. All it knows is you went from 50% to 25%. Mm. Right. And so these are some of the games that others are playing on a regular basis that I want us to be uh, encouraged about. And I want us to know and have that knowledge base. Call, the other call, thing to know about in the credit card. Before, be, before, before you jump, before you jump, um, uh, call, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing as you say this, ca- calling the good white folk and just asking them to increase your credit because <laughs> you want to win at the computer game is a lot easier said than done. I hear the advice, but one of the chances, one of the, cha- one of the chances ever that I call and say, hey, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm at $10,000 limit. I want to go to 15 or 20. And they say, sure, Mr. Smiley, not a problem. And they just automatically increase me to 15 or 20. What are the chances of that, Everett? Well, the chances are actually pretty high, especially for a woman. It's like a 70% increase you get. And I'm going to tell you exactly how it works. Now, I'm giving you the call in, but let's talk about how it really works. Okay, okay. The way it really works in our community is you get, there's a Macy's one-day sale, which I don't know about you, Tavis, but it seems like <laughs> there's always a Macy's one-day sale. So we're we going to cover that in another topic. <laughs> but you have a Macy's one-day sale, yeah. and they say, I'm going to take your card from 1000 to 2000 Now, here's the thing. We say no. 
We don't want to take it from a dollar to two thousand. No one told you you had to go to Macy's and spend the money. Yeah. You should take the thousand to two thousand because again, the computer doesn't know anything. You had a five hundred dollar Macy's balance with a thousand dollar high credit limit, and now you went from five hundred dollars to two thousand dollars. You went from fifty percent to twenty five percent. That's how you do it, right? Okay. And I guarantee you, anybody that's got a Macy's card in their wallet right now gets that offer at minimum twice a year. I Probably it. more like four times. All right, hold that, hold that thought. When we come forward, I, I get it now. Uh, there was a second point he wanted to make about how to handle and manage credit card debt. We'll get to that when we come forward with Everett K. Sand, CEO of Lindustry, uh, on Tavis Smile. Interrogating your assumptions and expanding your inventory of ideas. Let's get back to Tavis Smiley on KBLA Talk 1580. Continuing our conversation now with the CEO of Lindustry, Eric K. Sains, about this new study which reveals that more than one-third of us, more than one-third of fellow citizens say they are carrying the highest level of debt ever or close to it. And so Everett K. Sands is here to tell us how to manage that debt better. We were talking specifically a moment ago, Everett, about credit card debt. And there was a second point I think you wanted to make about how to manage the debt better. I love the first piece of, per, first piece of advice, if I can say it. I'm going to do that when I get off the, off the air today. I'm going to call and get my limits <laughs> increased. So I love, I, love, I love that advice. What else you got for me on how to manage the credit card piece? But the other thing I want to say is keep the credit card. So one of the things that you asked is, are credit cards good? Right. In the FICO and in the computer, there's something that's called uh, MR, months revolving. So that means how long have you had credit? And if you think about a house mortgage generally last five to eight years, no matter what, there's some reason why we you know pay it off, refinance, buy another house or whatever. Student loans generally are going to be five years or so. Uh, car loans are generally less than five years. So the only real way, which all those things are 60 or less, the only way to get to the highest thing you can get to, which is 99, is through credit cards. So we encourage people never to cut up credit cards. Mm-hmm. You could have a zero, a card that has no balance. You could leave it in a drawer. You could hide it from yourself. If you get the shape when the Macy's one day sale comes and you feel like you got to run down the Macy's, you know, if you're that type of person, you know, hide it from yourself, lock it away, but don't cut it up. Because two things happen when you cut it up. The first thing is it knocks down, it knocks off that ability to get the 99 months revolving. The other thing is, remember what I what I just shared about the computer is the computer does not understand why you cut it up. So all it knows is as an overall global credit, you just cut down your availability. So if I had five cards and five cards each, I had a you know five thousand dollar available balance, twenty five thousand. And let's say I had twelve thousand five hundred that I spent. If I take out one or two of those cards, all of a sudden I went from a fifty percent ratio to seventy percent or eighty percent. Mm. And now the computer says you're a bad customer, all because you cut up a card, right? So I always want to make sure it's almost better sometimes to to get a new card mm-hmm. than it is to cut something up or something like that. So yeah. I want to make sure you know that the audience knows about that. I'll pause and then we can keep going. No, let, let me ask, let me ask you right quick. As a matter of fact, let me. When we come forward, let me yep. do it, let me do it then. When we come forward, I want to ask you yeah. whether or not whether or not black folk are just um, greater credit risk, or whether to the point you've made already, we just don't know how to play the game. Those are not the same thing. Uh, are we greater credit risk, or are we just not adept at playing the debt game? We'll get Eric K. Sands' response to that when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. Let's unpack a little bit more with Tavis Smiley. The conversation continues right now. Right now. So, Eric K. Sands, that question I posed a moment ago, uh, are are, are black folk just greater credit risk? uh, Or in part, um, are we so behind the eight ball because we don't know how to play the game, uh, the debt game, as well as others do? 
Yeah, I I think it's definitely the latter. We don't know how to play the game. I do want to make sure that the latter connects to the form, the former. So when you don't know how to play the game well, and you and you are in a society like the U.S. society where capitalism is key and debt is just a part of the way it goes, then you become a greater credit risk because you don't know how to leverage. And so what I mean by that, Tavis, is we will spend money, cash, on something where we could have gotten credit. And to an example, paid it off in 30 days. Now, you might say, well, why would you pay it off in 30 days? Why wouldn't you just pay it up front? Well, because that money sitting in your bank account allows you to earn interest on it. And if you take a day like today, where we can make 4% per year, 4.5% per year, that adds up. Then you stack on the top that we're you know, a trillion-dollar spending group of people, and a trillion dollars times 4% is $40 billion that can flow into our economy. Now we're talking some real serious cash if we start to think about these things correctly. And look, I know that we still have been, that we've been victims of bad banking. We've been victims of the Freedmen's Forum, the Freedmen's Bank, which is the first bank in the 1800s. The W.B. Du Bois tried to, I mean, excuse me, the Frederick Douglass tried to recover. Um, and, I, and I totally get that. But I do think that we've got to learn how to play the game better. Hmm. Um, are you concerned, um, broadly speaking, uh, about this, again, the data in this new study, that so many uh, Americans... Uh, more than one third are carrying debt levels this high. Is that concern you at all for the economy, or how, how do you read that part of it? Yeah, I, I think it's always two sides. You know, we've talked about this, right? And what we got to know, we got to know how to read the tea leaves, and we got to know how to transact. So the tea leaves say there's a lot of debt. At some point, this is going to implode. Student loans have been. Uh, payments for the most part have been deferred until October this year, depending what the administration makes a decision to do. So that's going to be even more debt payments that are going to come out. That is, there's no doubt that's a problem. On the other side, that means that there's going to be some cars for sale and some houses for sale and some other opportunities for investment that we need to be aware of. So I want to make sure that we understand both sides of this. One side is, yes, we got to watch this debt and we got to be careful. we got to manage our money correctly. Some of these suggestions we've given to uh, the audience today in terms of how to manage your credit cards. The other side, we got to recognize there's going to be opportunities in this. And so how are we preparing ourselves for the opportunities that come? Because non-performing loans and some of these other things where you could buy you know, assets at a steep discount mm-hmm. is where wealth changes hands. And I want us to be ready for that. Yep. I'm not naive in asking this question, but what am I to make of the fact that credit card interest rates are at record highs? I mean, if 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 yep. one third if one third of us are carrying the highest level of debt ever or close to it, yep. which we've talked about for the last yep. 30 minutes, how do I read that credit card yep. interest rates are at record highs? we got to manage it accordingly. I mean, that's why three times I've said you can pay it off in 30 days and have no interest. There are transfers that you can do. Some credit cards offer 0% transfers or, you know, low interest rate transfers. Sometimes those transfers are from 12 to 18 months. So we got to know that game of transferring and how to play well. There are fees involved in transfers, so we got to know that part as well. But sometimes you can play the transfer game, and when you do the transfer game, you basically are taking away some of that 20% plus interest that's being charged right now. The other thing that we talked about was making sure that we made our payments. Because there's one thing to be charged an interest rate. There's another thing to be charged a default interest rate. Yeah. And then the last thing you know, I think we got to focus on is make sure that we pay down these credit cards. I personally think it's better to pay the smallest one first. Other people say pay the highest interest first. Whatever works for the individual is fine. Just make sure you're starting to pay down one that your laser sharp focused on. 
Yeah, I, not that I expect them to play the game that I'd want them to play it, uh, but the banking industry clearly ain't doing all they can for the economy. <laughs> if they're charging the highest interest rates ever on these cards, they're not trying to help the economy out. They're looking out for themselves, again, I get it, but these rates are yes. outrageous. And again, yeah, unfortunately, it's right. I digress. Every case stands. The CEO of Lindustry, uh, who appears regularly on this program to give us insights as only he can, given what he does in the industry as the head of this black-owned business called Lindustry. Ever good to have you back on. We'll do it again soon. All the best to you, sir. Yeah, same to you, Tavis. Have Thank a great you. day. Thank you, and you too. More of Tavis Smiley when we come forward. Stay with us.